What up, what up? It's your host, Bryce Garman, and we are back after the long-awaited return of the podcast food critic king and his latest segment of Best Bites. That's right. We're back, and we are better than ever because I have a lot of exciting news to share with you guys about me personally, where I am with my food fitness journey, as well as where I see the future for this podcast and the entirety of the segment going in the near future. So without further ado, let's get started. This is Best Bites episode three for the people. All right. So Bryce, you know, you said you're going to do these weekly installments. What happened? What's going on? Well, you see, when I started this podcast adventure, I was under the impression that um, you know, I would get rich and famous for it. Of course not. I'm an educated student. I'm an educated human being. I knew that was not very likely. But, you know, if you can make a few cents here and there just talking about something you're passionate about, I am all for it. All for it. No matter who you are, what you love, someone else out there loves it just as much, if not more, than you. So why don't you just provide outreach for the community of what you're passionate about and share your experiences. So that's what I'm doing. So recently, I have been bogged down by um, graduate school. I'm still attending Bowling Green State University for the counseling program, as stated earlier. But, uh, you know, some very important self-realization, mindfulness, awareness, call it what you will, has, I think, come full circle within me on my own fitness journey. So a lot of you guys may or may not know that I have been on a very comprehensive and strict food diet for the past, I want to say, six months of very tightly monitored dieting. And this was never supposed to become as strict or restrictive in its own nature as what it recently had become. So... I, over the past four years, have actually uh, lost a significant amount of weight, I would like to say. A lot of people don't realize it, but if you look back on pictures, you know, you're going to say, oh, how, how did you not notice it? Of course, you, the individual, so me, this in my case, myself, I wouldn't want to assume anything about the listeners out there. I tend to perceive my own self-image differently than members in the community around me would perceive it you know we always excuse me there I go saying we again I always wanted what I didn't have or what I thought I needed or what I had all along that I didn't recognize so over the past couple weeks I have um I want to say for the better part of three four weeks I have been increasing and becoming less restrictive on my diet itself So what this has looked like, I want to put on a couple more pounds just for my own lifting purposes, you know, being strong in the weight room and, you know, just beefing up the biceps a little bit and shoulders because, you know, I'm almost 23, you know, I'll be, I'll be 30 in seven and a half years. So as long as I look good in a t-shirt, who cares? And, you know, I'm doing this for me. So I said, oh, well. So I have been increasing my caloric uptake by, you know, a couple hundred calories here and there bi-weekly, as well as adjusting macros accordingly. I'm currently, okay, hold on. 
it has come to my awareness that a lot of my listeners out there do not fully comprehend what macronutrients are, which is okay because I would not expect you to unless you are as deeply um, rooted in this field or topic as someone such as myself. So for all the listeners out there who just want a quick tip on the biological processes and um, essence of what macronutrients are, look at a food label on anything you have in your pantry, in your refrigerator, 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 whatever you want to call it, fridge. Yeah, (laughs) we're just going to call it the fridge. So just look at a food label and on the back, you're going to notice that obviously there is the food label. And on that, there are some pretty vital pieces of information that I think everyone should at least take a take a gander at every now and then. So the macronutrients, the main three, well, I mean, some people, there's three. A lot of people like to include sugars and macros, but you know, I don't really, I don't really count it. I don't get that much sugar in my diet as it is, so it's not something I've ever really worried about hitting a certain goal or limiting my consumption of because it's never been an issue. So essentially what you're going to look for is your fat. That should be at the top. And it'll be broken down into saturated, unsaturated fats, polysaturated fats and stuff. I don't have a food label in front of me. I really wish I did. But you got fats. You have your carbohydrates, carbs, Carbs get a bad rep. I gave them a bad rep. A lot of people do. And I think it's unjust, you know? I really think it's unjustly um, given this negative connotation of carbs, carbs, carbs. Stay away, man. Got to get the carb killer bread. Watch your carbs. Get more fiber. All right. Whatever. And then protein. Protein will be towards the bottom. Carbs are kind of over there in the middle. And... We'll touch on this whole keto thing. We're going to talk a lot about health and fitness today on the episode of Best Bites. And if you guys are lucky, which I'm feeling pretty generous since I haven't done this in a while, maybe I'll give you an excellent recipe that is macro sensitive as well as satisfying and delicious. Now, so those are your carbs, or excuse me, your macros. You got your fats, your carbohydrates, your protein. Now, a average rule of thumb that a lot of people go by, and I'm going by what my fitness pal says, as well as other articles I found online. Now, these are not peer-reviewed journal article, comprehensive, scientifically profound studies. Just things like, you know, bodybuilding.com, Rogue Nation, stuff like that. Um, A lot of people operate at a diet under the... Okay, so 40%, 40 to 50% of their diet would come from carbohydrates. So that means that number that says carbohydrates, if you were on the back of the food label says needs based on a 2,000 calorie diet, 50% of that would be 1,000. So 1,000 calories per day on a 2,000 calorie diet at 50% would come from carbohydrates. How do you calculate that? Well, Bryce, Bryce is going to tell you, one gram of carbohydrates is equal to four calories. So for every 
for every one gram of carbs. So if it's 60 grams of carbohydrates, you can equate that to 60 times four. 60 plus 60, 120 times two. 240 calories coming from that carbohydrate source. People then operate within the 30 to 40% for their protein. And you could do the same calculation to get your caloric needs based on the percentile because carbs and proteins are the same whereas one gram equates to four calories as well as excuse me not as well as where fats fats are different fats are more dense they are more um dense is just the most appropriate word i believe so for every one gram of fat you're getting nine calories it is more than two times the amount of caloric intake as opposed to carbohydrates and proteins. Now, I'm sure my comprehension and understanding of what I just said makes sense to me. It might not make sense to you guys. I would recommend just going to livestrong.com, my fitness pal, download the app if you'd like to know more. Um, I know bodybuilding.com has excellent articles written by experienced and trained professionals who have more knowledge and understanding than I do. But, oh, and then, so I forgot to give a percentage for fats. So if you're aiming for 50 at your, uh, at your carbs, 30 at your protein, that would leave you with 20 grams daily for fat, which is pretty low. I think a lot of people go 45, 35, 25. Um, that's a pretty fair, I don't even know if that just added to hundred, but you get what I'm saying within those ranges. So a lot of people do 50, 40, 20. That's pretty standard. Um, so anyways, my own, my own diet, I have recently adjusted. I was operating on a very low carb restrictive diet composed of around 1200 calories a day now i lost a significant amount of muscle mass which is what really spurred me to up my intake a little bit more so here i am currently sitting at 2000 a day which still for me say you know bryce that's still not that much you need to be eating more which i i know but you know to pack on to pack on lean muscle at an average rate of half a pound to a pound a week um with minimal fat gain, I thought slowly increasing by 10% each week, every two weeks would allow my body more time to adapt, adjust. And, you know, I could physically see where my body was storing these excess calories, carbs, and fats. Um, so my current macro breakdown, my scales are set at 40% carbohydrates, 40% protein, 20% fats. So 20% is still fairly low. I did read an article that stated um, many average adult Americans will require between like 50 and 75 grams of fat a day. Like that's a healthy, that's a healthy amount of fat. And it's not hard to get there if you really think about it. Like once one serving of peanut butter, that's another thing. Don't even get me started on peanut butter and the serving size because every time, if you don't weigh your peanut butter, I promise. It says two tablespoons, but I promise you're taking more than one serving. And there's so much calories, so calorie dense. There's so much fat in peanut butter. But it's my weakness. I'm guilty of it too. But it doesn't count if you lick the spoon. So, you know, get your 32 grams. 
and lick the spoon. That doesn't count. <laughs> if you're dieting, it doesn't count. You can lick it. Who cares if it's another two grams? Lick the spoon. Um, anyways, so that's my split right now. And my body has adjusted very, very well. Within the first week of increasing from 1,200 to 500 calories, I did see myself maintain, I want to say around a pound and a half of extra weight. So I was weighing in around 172, um, where, you know, usually I fluctuate between like 170, 171, fall somewhere in there. And my body quickly said, Bryce, dude, you are burning through these, man. This ain't nothing. My body shot back down to 169 this morning. I actually woke up at, and this is week four, and I'm currently eating 2,000 calories. So, which led me to further my my own knowledge of my body, which I recommend everyone out there do if you're going through this diet process or just want a better understanding of how the body, you know, stores, breaks down, or, you know, dissipates nutrients in the body, as well as your, like, expenditure of calories. Um, recommend using a multifaceted approach um, to calculating your BMR and TDEE. So your BMR is known as the basal metabolic rate. So this is just you being alive every single day. This is how many calories you burn if you don't do anything. Because we all know even when we're not doing anything, our body is still working pretty hard to keep us in the best shape we can be in. So whether you're sleeping or laying on the couch watching Netflix, you know, your body is functioning and it's burning calories for you. So my BMR, I used a couple different internet-based calculation systems where I wouldn't recommend, um, actually I would recommend it. I did, I, I, did, I did recommend it. I recommend it. If you want the most accurate representation, you could see a nutritionist. Um, I highly recommend that if I had the desire to pay for it that much, um, then I would. But I used the Live Strong, I believe. I used one on bodybuilding.com and I just kind of found one out there floating around that looked pretty accurate. So I enter in all the information it's going to ask like what is your occupation, activity level, you know, is it slightly active, moderately active, highly active, sedentary, how many times do you work out a week, is it cardio, is it weight-based, height, weight, um, stuff like that. And then one I found was incredible. It had your body fat percentage you could put in for a more accurate result and I actually work at a fitness center at the YMCA in Perrysburg part-time so we do have caliper readers as well as the handheld systems so I was able to input that and get what I believe to be a more accurate representation so I took the three um, numbers that the sites all gave me and they were fairly similar they were all ranging between 17 and like 1856 or something calories burned a day for my BMR that's just sedentary as possible this is what i'm burning just being alive and then your tdee is your total daily energy expenditure which is a calculation based on how many calories you burn given your activity level so this is where like the job comes into play as well as your uh, participation in um, like an active lifestyle whether that be lifting rowing running walking you know stuff like that curling a lot of people curling i bet that's hard my arms would get tired. My triceps would get sore, I'm sure. And my TD was between 
24 and 2600, which I feel is accurate. And I think a lot of these even so might be lowballing it because of where I did come from. I was a 240 pound male prior, and you know, that alone can influence what the calculation would say for my BMR as well as my TEE. So, because I did lose weight very rapidly, I believe these were under underrepresented by my current weight, but my body is used to functioning at a higher um, rate of burning through these excess calories and stuff. So, yeah, by using this, I've you're able to find your maintenance calories. So your TDEE finds your maintenance. That's how many you're burning total each day. So if you were to net that many carbs, or excuse me, calories, you would break even. You would maintain your current weight. So eventually I would like to be eating around a 10% increase, around 250 excess calories. Um, or yeah, I would like to be at, you know, 20, 300 even eventually and just kind of maintain that for the rest of my life and hopefully you know i want to pack on a couple pounds of lean muscle mass and how you do that is your macros 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 very important what are they let's talk about it remember say it with me say it with me ready fats carbs and proteins right correct you guys are excellent listeners now why do you why should you care Well, you should care now because installing habits at a younger age leads to a better healthy lifestyle when you really want it. Right now, I am bulking. So today I had one of my legendary cheat days where I had eight Tim Hortons donuts in one sitting on top of a eight inch pecan pie. I almost finished the pie too. That was, I had to put it down. It was just too sweet. Uh, My abs were very distended from my usual position and I just kind of felt bad but at the end of the day you know like I said I'm 175 right now I'm five pounds heavier than I was this morning but a lot of that is just retained in like my sodium as well as my water retention so you're going to be a little bloated for I'm not going to lie to you like three days but by day four you should theoretically be back to normal essentially what I usually do after a day like this so today I'll probably consume around 6,000 calories, which is 4,000 more than my normal intake, and 3,500 excess calories results in one pound of fat. So, theoretically, my body will be storing one pound of pure fat from today, but due to my active lifestyle, as well as my actual, I think, underrepresented underrepresented numbers, um, I believe I will not be storing that as similarly as others would be but anyways what does that mean what does that mean for us well it means that even if you're on a diet don't be afraid to mess up i mess up on purpose now i want to say twice a month where i go not not a cheap meal not a refeed day But a legendary, massive binge overeating. Let's see it. I see it. I want it. I'm on a seafood diet today. I see food. I eat it. Are you with me still? I know you're with me. So this this is just for everyone out there who's struggling with dieting right now. Because I just want you to hear this from me. A person who admittedly was struggling for a little bit about this topic. And still am. I still do every day. You know, I check my fitness pal. 
probably once every two minutes. I constantly am changing my next meal and I set my meals one day in advance, usually after lunch every day. So everything is pre-planned and I am very, very observant and occupied by this. It's unhealthy, I won't lie, but you know, it it's one of the... I'd rather be addicted to this than other things. So it's one of those, you, you pick your own poison. So my message to you guys is educate yourselves on why you're doing it first. You got to find why you want to diet or why you want to gain weight, why you want to embark on this journey that truthfully is never ending. Because whether you re- reach your goal or not, you're always going to be eating. And if you do reach your goal, you're going to maintain it. And I know you guys will reach your goals. We all have the power to reach our goals. But what do you do after you get there? Do you digress? Do you keep going? Or do you hold fast and maintain? The message is, no matter what your end goal is, it's a process and it's okay to make mistakes. And I would even encourage it. Because a cheat meal a week, or sometimes even an entire cheat week, therapeutically, mentally, and physically more rewarding than the end goal. So, that is it for today. And you guys were good listeners. As promised, I will be posting a recipe with this in the uh, episode title description. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's supposed to be sunny and beautiful here in Bowling Green slash Worcester, Ohio. I'm in Worcester right now, so that's what I'm going to go with. I had some family things I had to attend to. And uh, rest easy, guys. You're all...